Good day, everyone. Welcome to our sixth episode of the InsurTech Business Series. How are you today, Damola? Um, I'm happy to to be on this uh, episode today, and it's going to be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to today's conversation. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, uh, of course, we are trying as much as possible to get the best out of the industry. Oh, and um, by Sunday is going to be the National Insurance Awareness Day. Are you excited about that as well? Oh yes, 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 I am. And it's, it's quite interesting how the industry has grown, and we definitely were. We'll continue to have those conversations as regards how the industry can be better, you know, how we can leverage technology and and, and stuff. So, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting day, and yeah, we'll continue to encourage those conversations. Yeah. In terms of awareness, what would you like to see going forward? I mean, um, it would be nice for me. It would be nice for, um, to see that, you know, NIA, perhaps NICOM, CIN, and other insurance companies in the industry come together to, you know, make that day memorable. But what do you think? Yeah, uh, so for me, I, I think that the first thing is each insurance company should definitely reach out to their customers, right? Uh, so yes, we have customers, but at the end of the day, majority of these customers don't actually even know what, some of them don't even know what they are, they are bought, you know, some of them don't know the content of their Definitely. policy documents or what cover they are enjoying, you know, so reaching out to customers specifically that day you know some insurance companies they will say yes okay we send messages to them regularly keep in touch yeah but this day say okay you know just find a way to engage them and say okay on this day is so 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 and we are telling you about so 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 and and, and things like that so I think that is a very good starting point uh, that uh, we can can do in the industry okay so we are excited about the person we're bringing on today um he's an amazing person in the insurance industry of course he's not um um so grounded in the nigerian insurance industry but then again he has experience in the nigerian insurance industry and he's very vast in the industry in india which you know some of us try to replicate those models in india judging by the population that they have is into micro insurance is also like the you know co-founder of insurtech right Damula? yes yes we are going to be having aparajit uh, batacharya uh, is a co-founder and managing partner of insurefest and like you mentioned, yes, he, he has some experience working in the Nigerian industry. And so uh, we're going to be discussing with him uh, um, trends and opportunities that exist in the distribution part of, of the insurance value chain. You know, so, I mean, because the truth of the matter is that following the pandemic, that part of our business has changed. You know, and the way we distribute our service, our products, 
you know has to 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 change as well so how we're going to be asking questions as guys how insurance companies can go about that what are opportunities that exist in that space or what are the trends that we are seeing around the world you know and how can especially developing um countries you know adapt some of the trends that you might be seeing in in uh, developed nations you know and i mean rightly like you rightly said you know he is from uh, from india right and mm-hmm. the two markets are quite similar also it's going to be an interesting conversation and uh, this is one that i know that many insurers and insurance professionals want to you know really listen to Okay. So um on that note we would like to welcome um Aparachit but before then stay tuned we'll be back. Welcome Aparachit. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a pleasure to join you. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, so before we go into the meetup today, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your interest in insurance? Because I mean, I've gone through your LinkedIn and I see that you have so uh, a, a huge background in insurance. Yeah. So so my interest uh, in insurance is, is deep-rooted. Uh, it's been about 20 years that I'm associated with this wonderful business. So I have worked with pretty much all the big brands, whether it's New York, New York Life or Prudential or Standard Life or MetLife or even Allianz. So, so the big brands I have worked with in various capacities. And since last about uh, five years now, from not five years exactly, about four years now, I'm I am an entrepreneur. I have my own insurance here in India, and also I. I'm on the global board of a company called Cover Genius, which is a global insurtech, which is uh, which operates on the B two B two C platforms uh, as a senior consultant with them. So, so my interest is is deep rooted in the insurance business. I've seen pretty much how the insurance landscape is is evolving every day as we speak. From from those days of virtually being uh, on pen and paper to now moving to the digital digital platform. So, therefore, uh, the interest lies in in business development, in, in creating new segments, in product development, uh, in customer journey fulfillments, etc. So I'm pretty much uh, an evangelist on the InsurTech side of business and I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty active on various InsurTech forums globally. Uh, we're glad to have you. And so definitely whatever conversations that you'll be having uh, with colleagues or anywhere around the world, there would always be questions around the pandemic and how it has affected insurance uh, industry. So looking specifically uh, to uh, the distribution aspect of the insurance value chain, right? The pandemic has really affected that and uh, where we see that aspect of our business. So but what uh, are the trends that you are seeing around the world that insurers, insurtechs are imbibing even this time not to react to this really surprising situation that we find ourselves. This is this is an unprecedented situation that we are going through. Um, something like this uh, happened about a hundred years back. So it's once in a lifetime situation for all of us. And insurance industry is 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 not 
it doesn't operate in silos. Uh, it's very much a part of the entire economic system of, of as well as countries. So therefore, yes, the industry has been hit very hard, especially on business disruptions, interruption situations, and specifically on various uh, lines of businesses are subdued currently. For example, businesses like travel insurance, uh, motor insurance, etc. are seeing negative growth claims, etc. relating to business interruption has gone up worldwide. So there's there's a lot of chaos on, on, the, on the business side of things. Having right. said that, what you mentioned regarding digital uh, disruptions and, and digital processes being adopted by insurance companies... I see uh, the speed of adoption pro I mean post covid I think is 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 going to be very very um, aggressive uh, the way the insurance companies are going to adopt technologies because this has been a big learning for all of us mm-hmm. I think post covid the way things were operated primarily a uh, little bit of digital here most of the part of the business being um, still run traditionally disconnect between legacy systems and new cloud based systems so on and so forth mm. um so so what i mean to say in a nutshell is that maintenance of status quo might not be the right theory to go forward after the after this this situation so therefore i think adoption of uh, technology in the insurance space i think is going to be one of the key focus areas of the senior management of of insurance companies as well as insurance intermediaries Hi everyone. Uh, my name is Adebowale Banjo. I'm co-founder, CEO at MyCover.ai, and we are building Africa's digital insurance infrastructure. For the latest news on insurance technology in Africa, keep listening to InsureTech Business Series and stay updated. Great point that you mentioned there. But in terms of now the distribution. Uh, as for how we sell our, our, our services, how people buy the services. What are some of the trends that you are beginning to see you know, around the world? And if you can share use cases as well. Sure. So firstly, what I'm seeing is um, a new segment of distribution emerging across the globe, which is the B2B, B2C segments. You know, the, the concept of B2B2C comes from the fact that future of insurance seems to be uh, revolving around ecosystems and platforms which means uh-huh. that if you have a platform where millions of people are coming to buy a service uh-huh. and if you can be part of that platform you seem to have a very viable mm-hmm. business in hand um, let's take the example of Zong An, uh, which is a Chinese insurer I'm sure you must have heard about them yeah. um, they they practically underwrite millions of policies uh, in a month and and, and they their business model is basically partnerships and, and B2B to C distribution models mm. so so one of the biggest, uh, you know, partners for them obviously is the Alibaba platform. So, so you are embedding insurance into that platform to create a synonymous or a uniform journey for a customer mm. and and creating mm. those opportunities for distribution. I think that's something which is coming out very strongly, not just in, in China or even in India as well as I'm speaking. And for that matter, the company that I represent as a senior consultant, Cover Genius, uh, we, we are specialists on the B2B2C platforms itself. So, for example, Booking.com is another case study for us. Uh, so, Booking.com, mm. when, you, when, you, when you use that portal and you use their service, 
at the time of checking out you will find insurance let's say for travel uh, you will find insurance present there so you can simply click a few boxes and buy your travel insurance from that portal so so this these kind of use cases are coming up where insurance companies and intermediaries and insurtechs are focusing to kind of participate in those platforms because of the fact that millions of people come and visit for a use case like Nigeria if i recollect when i was working in Nigeria in 2015 there was a big deal which happened between uh, Jumia mm-hmm. and uh, and i think AXA Holdings for placement of insurance products in the Jumia platform so i guess uh, these kind of collaborations platforms uh, will continue to become important for insurance companies and businesses mm. on the other side mm. on traditional business lines mainly your uh, agents your bank insurance your brokers i think the digital wave has already hit these lines of businesses before coronavirus so i guess nowadays most of the insurance companies have developed apps for their agents which the agents can use to solicit businesses mm. um that that i think uh, will continue to evolve a very big success story of digital distribution through agents is is a company called pingan which is a, one of the biggest companies in china so it's a, it's a global entity pingan is a huge organization and they have more than a million agents on their payroll more wow. than 1 million agents and they have enabled all their agents through digital technology so even for mm. taking trainings product mm. knowledge and things like that they can easily access the system and then get all this information so i think that's a beautiful uh, case study to understand how technology is disrupting the traditional business lines also mm. so overall if you ask me uh, in short tech per se is not a business line insurance technology is is something which will cut across i think all the distribution channels that you're talking about mm. even brokers have started going online their brokers have started adopting digital in a big way a cloud based platforms to simplify mm. their own internal processes some of the brokers are are now you know um, aggregating lot of insurance products on their website various case studies of that exist in india for example you have coverfox which is an insurance broking company if you visit their website you can see how they are aggregating for various lines of insurances hmm. um there's turtlement in india which is also an insurance broker and there seems to be a lot of venture capital traction also in developing the digital insurance businesses so i think hmm. overall it's a good scene uh, situation to be in uh so recently you posted something about the the issue around the customer journey where for example customers are they're embedded uh, digitally you know but then uh, like you said they they have to walk the last mile on foot yeah. you know so interestingly a report from mckinsey and i mean it kind of speaks to that uh, bit you know and, and this is an extract from that it said changing the distribution operating model will take time to implement since yeah. it not only means employing new tools and assets but also requires substantial capability building that affects other parts of the value chain such as products and claims right you know so it's all through i mean the digital transformation has to be all through the the, the value chain the whole customer journey yeah. you know can you speak a bit about about that yes yeah, so you see as i said that uh, insurance technology is, is not a business line per se it's it's a way of life so basically what it means is that 
you need to keep the customer in the center when you design your entire digital proposition mm. it is not good mm. enough that you have a fabulous user interface uh, to bring on board customers but what happens after that mm. is also extremely important yeah and one of the core mm. promises of insurance business is of course you know claims it is a very broken way of doing things when you are sending somebody quote on quote a mercedes benz to pick up from the airport and then you offer that person to live in a small hotel and it's a self service where he has to go and buy food separately and things like that so so that that creates the uh, that creates a broken experience for the customer right so similarly on the insurance mm. value chain you not only need to onboard customers digitally you also need to continue to provide service to him through various digital tools create environment where he can quickly raise a query in case he has any problems resolve that mm. move ahead and when it comes to claims of course you keep the customer in the center and design your claim experience just like you are designing your onboarding mm. experience if your onboarding experience is let's say 10 clicks or 12 clicks and your claim experience is 2 months it doesn't work <laughs> right so mm, therefore yeah. you need to also figure out a process as to how you can create an environment or create technologies where you are able to settle claims also in 12 clicks as you are setting mm. up the customer in 10, 10 to 12 clicks so so that is basically mm. what i what i intended when i wrote that post in, in linkedin because i see that a lot of players have figured out how to onboard a customer how to mm. generate lead convert that into sales and onboard that person into the system but thereafter what happens that part of the journey a lot of insurance companies are still figuring out so therefore uh, the the experience is not uniform so therefore instead of taking a halfway kind of a measure or maybe a half hearted attempt you need mm. to actually work out the full flow and then continue to build on those digital blocks so that all the entire process becomes uniform but of course uh, it, it will take time because insurance companies have to deal with their legacy systems so yeah. there are big decisions that needs to be taken as to how and in which way uh, digital processes are required to be adopted so so those things obviously will take some time for everybody to figure out but the ones who are figuring out faster is going to win that's for mm. what i think the thing that insurers should consider when choosing channels to you know distribute their products traditionally channels can be just about basically two mediums either you reach out to the customer directly by way of mm. your website or by way of your call center or whatever or you use intermediaries like agents brokers corporate agents banks etc to reach out there are no other two ways uh, you can create a marketplace you can participate in a marketplace you can as i said participating in in a marketplace which means b2b2c relationships so and on so forth or or you can choose to deploy your agents and you can choose to leverage bank assurance as a as a relationship um and use brokers now digital is a way of life as i'm 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 kind of repeating it at the at the cost of being repetitive but the fact is when you think about creating a digital distribution footprint you actually have to work from ground zero to build a proposition in such a way that ecosystem connects 
and talks to each other. You cannot work on silence. Mm. So therefore, digitizing the internal workflows are extremely important. What the customers basically will see is the tip of the iceberg, just like the iceberg principle. What is behind the scene is more important. And unfortunately, in in 2020 and beyond, customers are are expecting an omni-channel kind of an experience. So what I mean to say by that is, if they visit a website um, like, let's say, Jumia and then uh, Nigeria, and they buy insurance mm. from that website, and they are very happy about it, they will expect the same kind of experience mm. when they buy their next policy from a broker who is enlisted with an insurance company. Mm. They will expect the same kind of an experience when they're actually coming to the website of that company and buying any further policy in future. Mm. So therefore, you cannot have different type of user interfaces, different type of user experiences in different different platforms. You need to have mm. a unified experience. Mm. That is what we that is that is the front end of the business. Mm. But to give that unified experience across various channels across various mediums mm. you need to digitize your core processes in such a way that every function talks to each other on mm. a digital platform seamlessly mm. so therefore data becomes extremely crucial and how data is getting transferred from one department to another mm. on a seamless fashion so that it reflects beautifully in front of the customer across any channel. That is basically the biggest challenge of an insurance company as I see at this point of time. Mm. True, true. Because, I mean, speaking about data, I mean, I wanted to ask you as well, because all of these things, you know, really just at the background, you're just telling me that there is so much importance when it comes to data and getting insights from data and not not even looking at uh, external data now i'm talking about even data that we have already as insurance companies unstructured data you know and you find that some of these things are still in silos like you mentioned you know a customer that buys a car insurance with you that same customer maybe has a life insurance policy but those two uh, data points are not connected. They, they, you, you don't have a holistic uh, information about that one customer. I say, okay, this one customer, he has five different yes. types of policies with us. And so we can look at that and say, okay, well, instead of giving him the individual plans, why not we create something? Can you speak a bit about the importance of data in terms of you know, going forward and digitally now. You know, one of the primary reason why things are in silos and mm. why things do not, why data doesn't move seamlessly from one, one department to another department is because of internal servers and not, not a cloud-based platform. Mm. So you see insurance companies, you previously uh, we used to use what you call own servers. We, mm. used, to have, uh, we used to have IBM-based servers mm. hosted internally. Mm. And on top of that, then you have those desktop computers, which comes with their own storage. So we end up creating a lot of files, which mm. are actually stored in the local computers. And then there are a lot of data files, which are stored in the data centers or the servers, which, which an insurance company has. And unfortunately, these data do not, cannot talk to each other as and until somebody physically retrieves it in a pen drive. Yeah. Or, takes a, or takes a print out and then move. But but the beauty is, let's say, Google Google Drive. Mm. So if you are on G Drive, you can collaborate, you can work with others on the same document. Mm. 
you can share links of that document and things like that so it is primarily a technology challenge more than anything else and mm. secondly as i see uh, to be very fair on the on the insurers as well uh, so a company which is operating for the last 25 30 years you need to understand that a huge amount of of data are stored on paper mm. and on hard drives of various computers so mm. so probably retrieving those data and then trying to make sense out of that would be extremely difficult but what could be of use is that if you start projects parallelly mm. Mm. like a department like a like 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 say a data data mining department or an intelligence department within an organization mm. Mm. who can actually run various data mining projects Mm. to retrieve and simplify the data processes i think that will be a beautiful investment for any insurance company who is trying to streamline or who is trying to actually move from offline to online mm. yeah so i spoke with um um adi kaimowitz who is the founder of virtual actuary uh, virtual actuary is based in south africa but they they serve uh, customers in south africa across africa and also even uh, in silicon valley right and they are actually business right but they are not i mean they are leveraging a lot of 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 technology cloud and 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 the likes to do their business to do their work and they work with data and he spoke a lot about how the south african industry right is is leveraging a lot of data to to scale to price behavioral um, underwriting and 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 the like so i think it is something that uh, in nigeria we need to start looking at and and begin to grow right uh, and uh, those conversations as well went to the fact that i mean skill wise you know some of the um, insurance professionals now need to upskill right uh, actuaries uh, they are talked about actuaries hey are you saying that um, actuaries are going to lose their relevance then we just need uh data scientists you know but i, I mean is is important that you understand that actually we still always be there but it's just key that they learn some of these new skills so that they can create more value for themselves and for their uh employers the insurers so that there's more accurate um analysis of data and you know, business is 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 better you know speaking about um the impact of data and all this technology i mean uh the other i mean like you mentioned earlier is it that you are selling directly to customers or through intermediaries one of the intermediaries popular here in nigeria is the agency right uh so first of uh do you think with technology would be seeing the death of the uh, of agency or is a case of walking hand in hand okay um so first first of all uh, actuarial practice is a very specialized practice uh, i'm just to give you a perspective of what you just said a few seconds back data science is not that actuaries are going to become obsolete that is not the point that cannot happen because at the end of the day it's a very very important function and and mm. how the actuaries calculate a particular product and how they price it mm. the future of the company will depend on that yeah but what uh, data science can do is actually streamline lot of challenges that an actuary faces on a daily mm. life and and provide provide ease of decision making for them so data science department can actually be a, a of great help to the actuarial team mm. 
to correctly price and and and, and create those products yeah which in turn will help the company to maximize its profits yeah and on the other hand it will also help in bringing relevant products to the consumers yeah so the importance of data is is tremendous uh, predictive analytics to be very specific mm. uh, i think is extremely crucial and mo- and all companies should have it it is a must have department power those who already have it are doing well i'm i'm sure the risks will join soon now coming to the second part of your uh, question which is the role of insurance agents you see there are there are many different types of risks that requires coverage right so you have motor insurance you have fire insurance marine mm. insurance life insurance health insurance so many other things mm. now to commoditize insurance as in uh, broader uh, mm. it is possible if you are underwriting only a specific risk for mm. example accident policy mm. it is a very specific risk if you have an accident then the policy claim will be settled yeah those kind of micro insurance or sachet insurance products yeah of course you can host digitally and you can sell digitally you do not need much of an intervention in terms of solicitation to be involved in that mm. but when it comes to health insurance when it comes to life insurance and when it comes to complex risk policies like contractor always or liability policies or fire policies or when you're underwriting oil and gas and things like that unfortunately those are all knowledge based businesses and it's still not possible to simplify it to that extent that you can host it on a website or maybe in a mobile application on cell mm. so so rather than thinking that agents will become obsolete i think uh, in the new digital era the role of data will play a crucial role here as well mm. just like data science can help the actuaries in the form of right information sharing platforms mm. can even help the agents to be much more knowledgeable and mm. their skills getting upgraded so that they can actually add value to their customers life mm. if you see mm. earlier uh, in india even in nigeria the way i i saw the insurance business being conducted was very traditional right. so you have to come down to the office for training sessions and training manager will take sessions and they will make uh, examination to understand whether yeah. you know learn you have learned about the topic or not and then you are very much on your own mm. there's there's hardly any follow up there's hardly any refreshers mm. which happens even mm-hmm. even when refresher happens it happens uh, after a long period yeah. of time so 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 that model of of distribution of knowledge is ineffective but utilizing data creating training sessions online creating small modules uh using audio and video for example things like these podcasts and things mm. like that can be very 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 beneficial for the agents mm. to learn new skills to upgrade their existing knowledge yeah. and therefore become much more uh professional and viable uh mm. as an intermediary in front of the customer so i think right. the role of agents are not going to go anywhere i think uh digital platforms will only end up enabling the agents even more mm. all right so you have some experience uh, working here in nigeria and then also uh currently um doing some work in the indian industry as well um so i, w- I wanted to uh, hear your thoughts as regard the things that you think that the nigerian industry can learn from the indian industry for example 
where we are seeing a lot more uh, in innovation in terms of insure tech. So when you talk about innovation, you you basically see this. This is all about creating an ecosystem. Okay. As we have discussed, no individual or an entity can and can operate in a silo. Uh, what I've seen in India is that the regulator IRDA has been extremely aggressive on this front. They have launched various initiatives, including Sandbox, uh, where a lot of innovations mm. are taking place as we are speaking. Mm. So Sandbox is typically an environment where an insurance company, where intermediaries, everybody can come together and can jointly innovate on various processes or various products mm. for a given amount of time. So, so I think Nikon should launch a sandbox kind of an environment in Nigeria, mm. uh, which will foster innovation in that country. So, uh, I'm not just a sandbox. Um, there are various initiatives which uh, the regulator in India is, is, is taking on a regular basis. They have streamlined the health insurance policy guidelines. They have brought in a lot of guidelines and regulations to promote e-commerce. Um, there's a separate uh, guideline for e-commerce business. Uh, um, so not just India, I'm seeing these things happening in, in Hong Kong as well. I'm seeing these things happening in Singapore, wow. where the regulators are taking an active participation in developing the ecosystem. Mm. So therefore, I think uh, Nikon also has a huge role to play in this whole situation. Mm, and right. uh, more participation from them, more uh, involvement from them in terms of coming out with uh, digital fostering and regulations and things like that will help the ecosystem to develop much faster in Nigeria. Oh. Spoken about uh, Nike angle, I mean, really Nikon is... Uh, regulator, but uh, there are a lot of other players like in the market. You have brokers, you have the insurance companies themselves. You know, so from their own aspect now, because so for example, as you know, uh, you can't discuss uh, retail yes. business with brokers. You know, for example, right? It's, it's not there. It's not one thing that they want to uh, really go into. Or you know, for the insurers, you know, many of them are looking for the big ticket yeah. businesses: the aviation, the oil and gas. You know, and you know, and so the the retail market is really just left to 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 the agency force, and the agency force, which is not well backed in terms of you know how they are empowering them to give professional uh, service to customers. You know, so from that past aspect of the of, of the industry, you know, what what do you think that we can learn from 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 India or what you are seeing around so, the world? My experience of working in Nigeria has been that there's a lot of dependency on aviation and oil and gas business, right? So, mm. I do not think mm. that adequate steps have been taken to launch and foster retail business as a, as a line of business in Nigeria. To be very honest, why? Because, you see, okay. um, Nigeria has a population base of about 190 odd million people but but the majority of, of the population uh, uh, is associated with the unorganized sector so banking financial inclusion mm. etc plays a great role in, in bringing in retail insurance uh, so banking penetration I see is a hurdle yeah. because access not many Nigerians mm. have access to bank accounts 
compared to let's say india or maybe mm-hmm. let's just say india for this for the time, for the sake of discussion so so banking mm. needs to be made easy uh people must be able to have access to banks um secondly as i see um from the retail perspective uh you have policies aimed at obviously uh people who are earning a regular income but then that segment of mm. people are basically clustered around LAPH uh, what we call it Lagos Port Harcourt Abuja you know so out of 180 or mm. million people we are we are addressing a much smaller market right so so that limits the scope mm. of penetration for insurance products in the market so you need to address mm. how can we reach out to the rest of the population and therefore i think the role of micro insurance is extremely important in a country like nigeria mm. uh, in india we already have micro insurance guidelines mm. uh, we are working on micro insurance side uh we are working on affordable insurance plans for people who are average income earners so those kind of innovations in terms of okay guidelines in terms of regulations needs to come even if i have to say about ghana which is mm. a, uh, you know just neighboring country um they they are uh, in ghana mm. companies like bima is doing very well uh, using micro insurance products uh mm. even in kenya uh, micro insurance mm. products have a good market however i, I think that part of the mm. the the segment of the market is missing in nigeria so so there's a lot of scope for innovation uh in those areas as well so how do you price a micro insurance product what kind of distribution channels you want to utilize it has to be obviously digital because um mm. the cost of those products cannot mm. be very high so therefore your acquisition costs also mm. have to be very low yeah yeah so so therefore mm. digital is the right low. platform to promote micro insurance mm. products so i think uh, if the insurtechs who are based out of uh, nigeria mm. focus on this segment I think this segment itself is a huge segment to address. Mm. So money changers, money local money lenders mm. and things like that. So there's a different ecosystem which is Nigeria which which caters to this segment of people. Yeah. I think mm. those people those people needs to be yeah. brought into the bigger ambit of financial inclusion. So therefore they start getting access to this kind mm. of insurance products as well. Hi, I'm Dr. Neto, founder and CEO of Wella Health, where we're working on affordable access to healthcare using technology and alternative care pathways, microinsurance being central to our work. I'm delighted to be on a chat on InsurTech Business Series, where we talk about some of the stuff we're learning at Wella Health and how we can improve insurance adoption across Nigeria and Africa. Enjoy. right uh so um thank you for that and i mean you really just hit the nail on the head so i know that uh like you mentioned uh when we started you have your own insurtech business and yes. so where does insurfest coming in all of this conversation sure. so uh so after i came back from nigeria i i kind of sidestepped from my corporate career and deep dived into creating insurance first with the objective okay. of taking insurance to the mass underpenetrated markets of, of india so so the focus of insurance first is mm. to basically mm. take insurance to the tier 2 and 3 semi urban and rural 
locations. Uh, in India, we started with mm. eastern part of India currently, and we are now expanding into the southern part of India. Mm. So on the whole, we address okay. close to 800 million people, out of which about our target market is mm. about 350 million plus. So this segment of customers are right. mainly traders. Uh, they are small income earners. They do not. Okay. They are not BPL. Uh, mm. Neither and neither they are mass mm. affluence or middle class. They are in between. And that is where I have seen there is a okay. gap in India, uh, which we have tried to bridge through technology-based sales practices and creating products which make mm. sense for these people to buy. For example. If it is about a mm. shopkeeper or a shop owner, uh, you know, uh, his bread and butter is mm. coming from that shop, right? So that particular, that is his business yeah. and that is probably his most expensive asset as well. So therefore, you need to have yeah. shopkeeper package policies which can safeguard his interest against, against theft, against fire, mm. against things like that, you know? Fire is a very common mm. peril in, in Nigeria also. I've seen big markets, big markets, Baluku markets yes. and, yes. and all they keep on keep on catching yes. fire. And a lot of people yes. every year they face a mm. lot of loss because their kind of shops get burned down and loss. Like that. So the situation is like mm-hmm. similar here in India also. You have clusters of towns and smaller locations where uh, the main business is trading and things like that. So, so we are trying yeah. to create opportunities in this segment by providing them with shopkeeper policies which can be bought digitally. We are, we are doing two-wheeler policies, we are right. doing critical illness policies, we are doing small ticket size health insurance policies, mm. which are very easy to understand and buy mm. online uh, through, our, through our own technology platforms. Okay. Um, we also... Okay. Um, work with uh, self-help groups we also work with NGOs on social inclusion okay so that creates uh, mm. you know uh, segments of customers for us who were mm. predominantly offline or maybe where they're like very far away from the mm. ecosystem so we are trying to bring in yeah those people into mm. the ambit of mm. formal banking as well as uh, insurance access why? Because again, there are various studies, mm. including Boston Consulting, including McKinsey, Deloitte. Everybody has published a lot of studies on this. Is that in India, the next half a billion customers are going to come from these locations. Because adoption of technology mm. and penetration of smartphones are rising very rapidly. So therefore, access to smartphones, mm. uh, very low data cost is bringing millions of people online. And they are interacting with various platforms. Mm. Uh, they are getting comfortable by doing online transactions for banking and things like that. So we are working mm. on the insurance side to make insurance accessible to them as well. And this works well for both the parties wow. because yeah, one, that's... for those insurance companies who are not present in this kind of markets. So we give new markets and new customers to those insurance yeah. companies. So that helps them to build okay, their yeah. business books. On the other hand, 
for mm-hmm. those customers who never heard about these insurance companies and probably were getting deprived from getting good products we give those customers those opportunities also mm. to buy products which are much more uh, modern and can solve their problems so we kind of work on both the sides mm. to quite yeah. that's really interesting and uh thank you very much for for speaking with us we really appreciate your time and uh, i mean very insightful and practical situations where i mean the distribution channels can actually change some of the challenges that we're facing and how we can actually you know work around it so thank you thank you thank you very very much so for people listening how how can they connect with you linkedin yeah so so i am active in linkedin um just search my name uh, you will find me there um also i can be reached at aparajit.p b for bombay at gmail.com i am uh, very excited to see the movement uh, as far as fintech and insurtech uh, and uh, on the whole startups um, in in nigeria i am uh, observing it uh, various uh, forums and platforms are getting created i think uh, it's a very exciting space for us to be in mm. and as a as an insurtech uh, enthusiast and an observer i am i'm i'm actually observing how things are maturing there as well so it's something which is very nice um i consider lagos to be a part of my what you call life as well because i've lived there and mm. I, i have very good friends over there yeah. we are still in touch with each other so um so so thank you very much for having me for the session and uh, um i'll be happy to participate in future discussions if you think oh thank relevant. you thank you um, thank you very much thank you very much really appreciate that and yeah we definitely will be having a lot more conversation i mean the reason why we put set up this is to ignite some of those conversations and see how well technology can be really uh put up in the industry and we, we've seen that uh, there's some movement already i mean we've seen partnerships with uh fintechs insurance companies axamansa recently partnering with uh, with a fintech company called carbon yes yes and we are, we see uh, ela also partnering with hygia hmo you know, selling um, health insurance you know to a new set of customers you know, the the gen z maybe the, the millennial you you understand so exactly. so yeah it's, it, it's quite interesting and definitely would we'll, would we'll continue this conversation and we'll be glad to have you Welcome to the new segment. AIO Council's AGM conference scheduled to hold in Lagos. Following an extraordinary meeting, the African Insurance Organization's Executive Committee has decided to cancel the 47th conference and annual general meeting which was scheduled to hold in Lagos, Nigeria. The event which was scheduled to hold between October 3rd and 7th this year will now be held next year in Lagos at a date to be announced. FCMB Pensions to acquire Ico Pension. Acquisition talks between FCMB Pensions, a subsidiary of FCMB Group PLC, and Ico Pensions Managers Limited are well underway as FCMB Pensions wants to acquire the 70% and 26% stake in Ico pensions held by Ico Insurance PLC and other shareholders respectively in separate statements the two entities notified the Nigerian Stock Exchange of the proposed deal that would make Ico pensions 
an indirect subsidiary of FCMB Group PLC. Interesting news in the insurtech space in Nigeria. Wella Health, a platform that offers affordable health insurance for families to cushion the financial burden of health emergencies, is one of the three African startups selected to take part in Global Fintech Accelerator, the Catalyst Fund. The accelerator is managed by BFA Global and is supported by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and JP Morgan Chase & Co. Also, Curacel, a startup looking to play big in the claims and fraud detection space in the insurance industry, has been selected for the fifth cohort of the Google for Startups Accelerator Africa. They are one of 20 African startups selected and would benefit from leveraging Google technologies, methodologies and staff in order to scale. We are so excited about these two and we cannot wait to share stories about others. That's the news. Stay tuned. Hi everyone, welcome back to InsurTech Business Series. Hope you enjoyed the discussion with Aparajit. I mean, of course, there were take-home points there, but before I even delve into what I think about what he has said, I would like to ask my co-host, Damola. Like we said before we began the conversation with Aparajit, the distribution landscape has changed, right? And one of the major things that he said that really is important is that insurance companies for example need to consciously uh, invest in digital science right mm -hmm. uh, so it's quite important that we are getting a lot more data a lot more insights from data that we even have as insurance companies because we have, we have years and years of 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 data you know, 30, 40, 50 years, insurance companies that have been in existence for the past 100 years, you know, so we have a lot of data. Now, the challenge is the is that some of these data are paper-based, right? They have been doing this, their things manually and many of this uh, information are in files, papers, somewhere stored. And so that is the challenge, you know, for insurance companies. But at the end of the day, it's still very important that insurance companies have uh, a deliberate uh, investment into data science and, and analytics so that we can get more insights so it can inform uh, the way we, we sell our products the kind of product that we even uh, send out to customers and you know really get better insights as to okay our portfolios and how the customers are reacting to some of our services so yeah do you think that that will come from... Okay, the reason why I'm probably asking this question is because it's important to note that um, for us to, you know, tailor make those products, I, I 
obviously agree that um, insurance companies need to digitize their processes. Like um, um, Aparajit mentioned that you cannot just start from there's the middle part of it, there's the end part of it, and then there's the beginning part of it. That's yeah. the customer listing and then, of course. So um, I, I do agree that we need to, you know, digitize all of these processes, um, convert our manual processes into automated processes. I mean, it even makes the work faster. But in terms mm. of, you know, data analysis, I've always thought that um, majority of this data analysis will have to come from, you know, we have to be pushed by the regulator. See um, what the banks are doing in terms of BVN, for instance. Mm. Now, it's easy for you to um, link your bank accounts to other, um, I mean, for them to monitor all of those things. So, say for instance, yeah. you can do I'll be able to monitor the customer's portfolio without necessarily asking for data from mm, another insurance Yes, yeah. because there's a repository where mm. um, data are kept, and then I can mm. just, you know, um, have an. I don't even need to know the customer's um, details with other insurance company, or mm. I don't need to know other insurance company that the customer has business with. All I have to mm. do is just tap into that particular data source and then mm. I have all of the profiling I need on a particular customer. So, I mean, it even helps with pricing. Yeah. You know when yeah. you're supposed to price better, you know when you're supposed to, you know, uh, uh, um, 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 share contributory um, aspect of, um, you know, and all of that. So, yeah. I, I think that this conversation is really an interesting one in terms of digitizing, knowing what digital product you even need as an organization, you know, yeah. it's not the one you fit on. Yeah. One has to yeah. care about which um, digital product would work best for me. So, um, I think yeah. Yeah. that um, apparatus yeah. is much all of these things and um, yeah. it's really interesting. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, the, the digital uh, transformation and specifically data part of of this conversation is, I think that it, it's going to uh, take the industry practitioners and regulators. You know, so it's not going to be just the regulator or just the the insurance companies or brokers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like you rightly mentioned, I mean that 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 bit, for example, is where the the the, the regulator can play a huge role by ensuring setting a standard that hey, so all of this information should get to us from your systems digitally, mm-hmm. and so we are mm-hmm. we are going to be creating that platform where every insurance company in the market has access to the information of all people all uh, in nigerians or or entities who have insurance right so mm-hmm. if that same person or any other person is coming in newly and say okay i want to buy this other product they can easily just go check and say okay what does this person have already yeah. how can we you know offer other things or you know in terms of claims you know claims yeah. management you know assessing the fact that okay well, what's this person's claims history you know instead of saying ah 
you know, I mean, you know, in, in, in farms today, you see that they are asking you, okay, do you have any claim? Uh, have you made any claim in the past three, three, three years? Yes. I mean, yes. For example, I can, <laughs> I can just say no. And maybe I have had like a million claims in the past year. There's no way to, to confirm There's that. There's no way to, exactly. I can't confirm it. There's no data. <laughs> right. So, so it, it's quite, it's quite, uh, it's something that, yes, the regulator has to do. But at the end of the day, even the insurance companies, for example, the brokers, they have a role to play as well in terms of ensuring that they put in um, data, um, some data management uh, system, data analysis. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Because they are the ones in the business, right? They are the ones working yeah. for for profit, working to get new customers, right? So exactly. by the time you are able to uh, to analyze some data that you have, not we're not even looking at external data now where you can get from other places now. So for example, that kind of repository that we mentioned earlier can be an external data that, okay, well, this is for the whole industry that we can benefit yeah, from, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah but yeah. data that you have even as an insurance company, you know, so you can get information from that data as regards what type of product moves in the market, you know, what type, yeah. what, uh, which ones of our services do people like, or you can see the the features that are not interesting to customers. You can even see how or why some products might not be doing so well. You know, you can get ideas about products to create, you, you know, mm-hmm. so so the benefits go uh, a long way and and it's something that, like, like a prior mentioned, is a must for all insurance companies to invest mm-hmm. in data science. It's very, very important. Very, very, very important. I mean, that's the future, so we might as well uh, yeah. start now. <laughs> yes. But the future is now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys very much for listening on our program. I mean, on our podcast. It's, um, it's been interesting. I hope you also take, you know, like, enough i hope you are able to take enough points to you know challenge the industry in your own bits because like we said the future is now it's time for us to you know make all of these changes time for us to start putting in like dotting our eyes and crossing our t's it's important for us to you know digitize some of our processes and while digitizing that it is also important for us to remember that the agency aspect of the business is as important as the digitized aspect of the business because regardless you still need people that will push your business forward like Mm. not everybody is going to want to wear the same type of shoes there are different people who would want to have that face-to-face conversation but how fast would your agency be able to onboard such clients or how fast would it be able to you know analyze what the clients would want Mm. in terms of you know, insurance, what would be their specific needs. So it's important for us to also enable those agents with, um, you know, digitized apps or, you know, just try as much as possible to give them that particular platform to be able to sell insurance via your, the digitized platforms yes. that the organization is offering. It's, it's as important. Um, we can really leverage technology and it's, it's about time, you know. We have had some um, potential for so long. Right. So, mm-hmm. so it's important that we take the bull by the horn right now. I mean, the COVID-19 pandemic is is an opportunity for the industry. So, yes. Uh, so uh, on this note, 
I want to say happy National Insurance Awareness Day and mm-hmm. see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.